Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, the rebranded We Are Infinity X. I am joined by my new partner and my brother, Young Gray. Dave, what up, buddy? How you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. I can't, I can't complain. Life is good, man. Thanks, thanks for making this happen. I'm glad to be a part of the team, man, and, and lo- looking forward to to the future with with what what we got going man and it's and it is absolutely massive ladies and gentlemen this is dave marone aka young gray who is my business partner and somebody who i've become incredibly close with and we are partnering and co-branding the new and improved and radically interesting we are infinity x we're going to give a stage and microphone to human excellent excellence each and every single week and we're going to be focused on entertainers on actors people that you want to see people that you're going to pay attention to and tonight is literally no different. We are joined this evening by Sheldon Bailey. Yes, you heard it, folks. What? Sheldon oh. Bailey. What up, buddy? Wow. Hey, hey. I love the intro. Love it. My man. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Dave, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you intro and and and, uh, and kick off the conversation with Shell? Yeah. So um, I've been honored to actually be, be friends with Sheldon. Um, and just to see the journey of, of what, what he's doing right now, it's, it's mind blowing to me. Um, like to get to know like a little bit of his story, like of his like upbringing and, and um, some of his past projects that he's worked on, some of his upcoming projects he's going to be working on all of that good stuff. Um, but, but from where he is, where he was to where he's moving right now, um, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be one person that's not going to know the name. Um, so I'm glad that we're, we're able to get him on at, at such a good time in his career right now. Um, because in the next few months, I'm going to be calling him. He's, I'm going to be like, Shell, Shell, hop on. <laughs> he's like, hey, yeah. yo, he's uh-huh. like, you don't have a seat on this rocket ship, dude. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Sheldon, it, it is such an honor and a privilege, brother. Um, where are you from? Uh, well, I was born in Germany. I was raised in Germany for a part of my life. Uh, so, and then I, I mainly call North Carolina home, though, because North Carolina is where I spent most of my formative years, and it's where my father is from, and where I feel most connected to. And but I did live in Germany two different times. I lived in Texas two different times. Damn. Probably a, a little Kentucky briefly and Georgia briefly, but I would say NC is the crib. Gotcha, bro. What had you moving around? Yeah. What had you moving around so much? Was it military or what was it? Both. Yeah, both of my parents were in the U.S. Army, and they got divorced early on in life. I was like about five years old. They split. So that kind of set up a life, you know what I'm saying, kind of between the two of them. And then also my grandmother that was in North Carolina. Gotcha. Because there was a period of time where both parents got sent away to two different places and I couldn't go to either. And so grandma stepped in and held it down. No question. Much respect to grandma, bro. And what was that like? (laughs) Was it it hard, like, moving around so much? Was, like, couldn't get into... uh... 
couldn't get into a groove kind of thing or, or, or did you enjoy it? Uh, a little bit early because it was always, it was always kind of nerve wracking. I didn't really come into myself yet, but once I think I moved to North Carolina, like in the fourth grade and I got like way more comfortable. And also I started to like come into my athleticism as well. And so being, but I, for real being athletic did help, you know what I'm saying? Like when you like win the most ribbons at field day, like, you know what I'm saying? You got a little clout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, you, were, you always, were you always like bigger and stronger than a lot of the other kids, even, even younger or? Yeah, but I wasn't coordinated at first. I was always taller. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I was always taller, but I really wasn't that coordinated. But when I got to North Carolina, I started playing more basketball. And I also was around my father more. And so that really helped me with, like, developing my athletic skills and basketball and stuff like that. And that also gave me, like, even more confidence, too, just as, like, a person and being around at school and stuff like that. So I feel like first moving from Germany, like, there's really tall – Black kid from Germany, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely was kind of yeah. high early. <laughs> like, did you have a birth certificate in German? Your original? I, birth- I have two. I have two birth certificates. I have a German birth certificate and I have a uh, U.S. Uh, birth certificate. Oh, it's okay. like it basically says like I was born in the U.S. Inst- installation abroad. Okay, heck yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and, uh-huh. and, and then you go into you go to North Carolina. You're just fucking dominating, right? You're dominating. I pretty much I started dominating around 12 years old. <laughs> it was a wrap. Like 10 to like 10 years old, but 11, 12, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, we, me, I had two buddies with me, and we all we were inseparable, and we just all we just balled all the time, and we kind of like for our age, like ran the city, and then when I got to junior high school. They wouldn't allow me to play varsity basketball, but I was good enough. So I practiced with the varsity and all of that. And then by the time I got to high school, like I was, you know, a high school basketball star. I was number one in the state of North Carolina, a uh, top player, top player in, in the country, being recruited by, you know, over 100 universities. Oh, God, and uh, yeah. You know, I got to tell you, bro, human excellence at its finest right there, you know, and um you're giving me nightmares right now, Shell, because a dude your size. Uh, I, <laughs> I went. I grew up in Austin, uh, New York, and um, about two towns away from me was Peekskill, and um, that's where Elton Brand is from, right? And mm-hmm. I played against him in high school, and my I, <laughs> I was the victim of a poster, right? From I got caught on a two-on-one fast break, and here comes Elton. Yeah. He was six-seven at that time. He oh was like a freight, no! Freight train, and here <laughs> I am. Look at me. You know what I mean? And he just, dude, he absolutely just made yeah. eat every part of his body, bro. It was like, you know. So I El- El- <laughs> Elton Brand is amazing. Um, I first saw Elton Brand. I was being recruited by NC State, and I went to the NC State Duke game, oh, and man. I watched Elton Brand as a freshman dominate. And then we kind of became buddies because uh, I was playing for a minor league team, uh, a semi-pro team here in L.A., yep. and he played for the Clippers, but at the time we had the same facility. So I would see Elton regularly. And then I hadn't seen him for like maybe like 10 years or something. And I ran into him at a restaurant. And he's the general manager of the 76ers now. I know. And I walked up to him. And he was like, yo, Shells. Like he remembered, you know, from playing pickup and a couple little stories from, you know, back in the day. And I was like, that's dope. And it's like looking at this guy, who would ever thought Elton Brand would be the general manager of the 76ers? Oh, like dude. that's prominent. 
And and you should and some of the stuff that he's done in his community, and I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart too, which I want to really dig into also. But some of the things that he's done for the community of Pisco, and and also Philadelphia, what he's doing in Philadelphia is just insane, you know. And it's just, mm-hmm. I think it just really speaks to character, you know, Shell. And like from the minute that you and I t- talked on the phone the other day with Dave. Um, I, I just, I, I just recognize that you're just a man of just super, super, super high character and that's an intangible you just can't teach. You know what I mean? And like, I think that that's probably a major attribute to your success, which is like a fucking rocket ship right now. And, and, you know, Dave, why don't you, why don't you, um, talk now you played, you played at F at, um, Florida international, which is ridiculous yeah. ball. Um, and then, uh-huh. you know, like, and then what, what transpired after that? Like what happened next? You went semi-pro, but then you decided to pivot. So, well, I kind of led you up to that part of the story. So what happened was everything was going so swell basketball wise. And then I wound up tearing my, I have a complete tear on my left knee, right? This oh, freak yeah. accident. I told my ACL, my MCL and my meniscus all in one. It was only really one ligament that was like left and that was all repaired. And I had to really rehabilitate. At 16 years old, and it really made me question, you know, a lot about life and, and things. But what I did was I became – I was already a solid student, but I became an even better student. I also became an even more serious actor, actor in studying acting because I had some more time. I was on crutches. I couldn't play. So that also allowed me time. I had a really passionate drama teacher. At high school, I took drama. He took a liking to me, and and I, I really got into that even more. Um, so for me, it was always basketball and acting as things that I really loved and was passionate about. When when did your love for acting really happen? Like, was it before the drama teacher, or did you fell in love with? Oh, I, I nah, I took drama because I always knew I was going to be an actor. I loved movies. My family always loved movies, like. We just was like super indoctrinated with like movies, bro. Like my parents, like we would like in Germany, that was one of their favorite things. We would rent move we would rent movies, a bunch of movies. And we always that was the thing in my house. And we had so we had this video. My mom still got the VHS video library. It's like freaking <laughs> thousand awesome. thousand movies, man. What was what was your first acting gig that you ever had? First acting gig. You remember? The first professional, yes. The first professional acting job, I did a commercial uh, with Dwayne Wade for Converse. And it was oh, Dwayne yeah. Wade's first commercial of his career. And it was Fall 7, Get Up 8. And then I did a, uh, another commercial with D-Wade. And I did two commercials with Shaq, two Icy Hot commercials with Shaq. Oh, no way. Really? And so, That's awesome. Yeah. No but what the thing was, I was, I was, I benefited from them, the, their success, you know what I'm saying? Like they can't. Shaquille O'Neal came to Miami. Like I, I knew that that was going to bring the industry here. So there's an automatic influx of basketball commercials or basketball related like commercials, and I just happened to be like coming into the game right then at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ain't nobody, ain't none of these actors are better basketball player than me at all. Period. So yeah, that's crazy, though. And Shaq when he was mm-hmm. like, when he's taping, it, he's like. Yeah, Shaq was cool, but see, the thing is, Shaq and I have a similar story because he came up in a military family. We happened to be in Germany around the same age, like not the same time, but around the same age. He was 13. I remember I was 13. And so I talked to him and he connected with that. And uh, Shaq actually showed me a lot of love. 
we 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 got the we play we played a game of twenty one against each other. Nice. Uh, we had a we tried to dunk on each other. It was <laughs> it was like it was dope. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I love the did diesel. You get what, did you get one off on Shaq? Or? Man, I almost did. I swear. <laughs> I put this on everything, bro. I put Because Shaq kind of underestimated me. He didn't know I had bounce bounce. And I'm like, bro, I got like league bounce. So I go up on him. And right as I'm putting it in the hoop, he shoves me hard. Like he just he pushes me out the way. I'm like, Shaq. Bro, that's a foul. Like, he was like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, he's like yo, when you're the diesel so the- and you're this size, I can speak any way I want. I can do anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like- yeah. So he was like, it's my turn. I'm like, how is it your turn? Like, you just fouled me. So I'm yeah. telling you, my hand was in the thing. Like, uh, and he's shoving me. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. then the next time, I blocked his dunk, the first one. And then he was like, nah, it's my go again. And I'm like, that's come on, Shaq. Like, give me like it should be my turn. But so then he goes and he does, he hits me with a forearm in my chest. It's just like it was like a wall. Like, cause I went to jump with all my might. I jumped with all my might and it just stopped me. It stopped all my momentum. And then I just was stuck looking at him and he cocked it all the way back and just boom. Jeez. The rafters shook. Everybody was like, what the? Like, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was crazy. Just, it was, that was like that Shaq power. I like, that was like, I got the Shaq attack. Yeah, yeah but I was so happy. Like, as the little kid in me was excited. Like, I was like, oh my God. I just like, got dunked, like, that's attack. how I felt with El Brand. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this, I wish they got that on video. You know? <laughs> I'd be replaying that's that like crazy, crazy, you know? Oh my God. For sure. So For sure. I, I used to do, I used to do the show. I was I played background like my first like TV roles is like background roles. They had a show called South Beach. It only lasted one season, but uh, it was also Pitbull's first acting role. I remember Pitbull. I I watched Pitbull's first acting scene on TV because I was like one of the entourage people in the background or whatever, and uh, that was cool, man. Doing that way back then. That is crazy. I got I got a question for you. So, with the exception of Shaq. What other big name ballers would you say that you played against? Played against? Um, yeah. I've done com- I've done commercials with like all these guys. Uh, being playing against, I mean Blake Griffin is crazy with the size and athleticism. I, Paul Pierce is one of my favorite basketball players to play on the court with because Paul Pierce is just so skilled at everything in basketball, and he's like a good floor leader and. I don't know. Just watching Paul Pierce work is like really dope. Uh, I really, uh, I think I probably had the some of the most trouble guarding Corey Maggette. Oh yeah. And there was a dude named Craig Smith that was just kind of tough matchup problems for me. But for the most part, I was kind of cool. And then I played against Ron Artest, and I think Ron Artest is like crazy, like <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah. Nah, not crazy. I was. I didn't finish my statement, man. <laughs> I was saying crazy strong, but maybe literally crazy strong, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like, like, yeah, he did a post move that I didn't think was actually uh, legal. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah, and the, but so, you know, Ron, to your point, he can kind of get away with stuff like that too. I mean, did you ever see? Exactly. I mean, what am I gonna do? Fight? What I want? I want to fight Ron Artest? Exactly. There was a there was a there was a clip I'll never forget it when Ron was on the Knicks. Right, he changed to Metal World Peace at that point, and Tyler Hansborough, who was like one of the dirtiest cats in the game. Right, I yeah, I Psycho T, Psycho T, loved him. Right, he worked hard, but he got into a fight with everybody because everybody couldn't stand him. Right. So he, he fouled somebody hard, and or he got fouled, excuse me, got fouled hard, and he was turning around like he was going to do something, but it was Ron Artest, right? And the look on his face when he figured out that it was Ron, it, I, like the, the, the whole dynamic yeah. changed, bro. It, you, it, know that this might, you know this one, this one might go to the death. Like seriously, like this is not going to end with me above ground, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing. So, so, yeah, so um next step in the journey, right? So you're doing commercials and stuff like that. You've done a few big, big commercials. What was what came after that? So what I was doing was I actually went to play basketball. And so that's kind of where the international basketball stuff came in. And I went down to Ecuador because I my son was conceived, and so I figured I could go. I did, I didn't get drafted out of college. Um, I had you know whatever the reasons, whatever. So I just really was more focused on entertainment stuff at the time, uh, acting, modeling, doing music. But I was staying in shape and I was attending different workouts. So I was putting myself in position, but I wasn't really tripping. Mm. But when my son was conceived, I was like, all right, let me go get this hooping bag real quick. So I went to Ecuador and hooped. I went to, and that started this journey. I went to Albany. I played in Albany for the CBA. Right. Albany Patroons is the, the story. So the celebrated CBA team, guys like freaking like Phil Jackson and mm-hmm. George Carl and Michael Ray Richardson come through there. Um, Jamario Moon was one of my teammates, the NBA guy. Right. But anyways, Felipe Lopez was on the team, which is crazy. Yeah, Iconic in New York basketball player, Felipe yeah. Lopez. Yeah. Uh, I went to China. I got drafted to go to China, and I was over in China. But even then, like, I'm in the CBA. I'm getting called to do TV roles and commercials in Miami, and I'm just like, I don't want to be in Yakima, Washington right now. Like, I'd rather be in Miami on set, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is just where I was at, like, with it. And then I wound up getting a, a situation in L.A. My agent got me. He's like, yo, he's like, I got a team in L.A. and I got a movie situation for you in L.A. He was like, you can go to L.A. and make either one of them work. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bet, I'm going to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, where did now now the first the first time I've ever seen you, ironically, and and I don't know if I've ever even told you this, but I'm watching TV and I'm watching it with my kids. And guess what I guess where I seen you first time I've ever seen you. Game Shakers. Game Shakers. Millions of people. Millions of people see me on Game Shakers still to this day. I don't think people really equated to put it together. I don't think they really put two yeah. or two together though. Like, oh, this is that's ruthless. Also yeah. I don't yell all the time either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when you would come in the room, like I would watch it with my son. My my kids still watch it, dude, to be honest. So um, how did that? How did that portray? Like what? How, how, Man, get- that was amazing because first of all, it was just so iconic with Dan Schneider and Kel Mitchell, yeah. and to be a Nickelodeon. I was like in my second childhood, 
You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be on Nickelodeon so bad as a kid, but then to be on Nickelodeon as an adult, and then at the time, my son was, like, nine years old. Like, it was, like, literally the coolest job ever that I could have as a single father with the nine-year-old kid yeah. being a Nickelodeon TV star. Hands down, born <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah, without exactly. a doubt. You know, it's like, you know, that's like, you may as well be Big Bird, you know, to a little kid. I mean, that's like, that's freaking dope. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I took him into his, I took him and his friends to the Kids Choice Awards, the Kids Choice Sports Awards. These kids is riding in the, you know, we getting chauffeured to the award ceremony. It's incredible. It's, it, it was, it was dope, man. <laughs> And my my son grew up with those kids on that show for sure. That's crazy, and man. Then, yeah, so that was and it was also my first long-standing contract. Got it. So I recurred on Shameless, and I did other things, but that was my first long-standing contract where I got signed for a season. I was a series regular. You were on Shameless. Yeah, I was on Shameless for nine episodes. Get out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. That's hey, I didn't even know that. That was my first big TV role, was on Shameless. My first yeah, ever, ever TV role was on the Nick Kroll show, though. When Nick Kroll had the Kroll show, I did this, a couple funny skits with him. But the first TV drama thing that was big, that was Shameless. What do you prefer, bro? Do you prefer drama or do you prefer comedy? I like comedy because I have good. I mean, I could do it all, but I like comedy the most because it just feels good. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And like yeah. making people laugh and happy is just like the best to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but drama seems to get the most respect, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but also, drama as an actor can be exhausting I'm sure. depending on what your character is doing or who your character is. Sometimes you really got to dive in there emotionally. You know what I'm saying? And it takes, takes some time to decompress. No kidding. Give me an example. Like what was, what, what's a character that you put that comes to mind that like you had to really decompress on? Um, there was this for a short film that I did that was based on a, a, a book and it's set in the future. But it's basically about population control, wow, right? Dude. And okay. this guy has to decide if he has to choose between one of his kids because they had they unfortunately at this point in time have twins, but only one can live. And so just this conversation about that and this idea of also like committing suicide in order to allow another life to come into this world. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that whole concept right there was, like, heavy. And then there's this moment in this movie where I sit here and I contemplate, you know, suicide with a gun to my head. Um, And then and it touches even closer to home for me because when I was in the third grade, my grandfather committed suicide. Right. And so and it didn't even or and so like we had that. And I remember my aunt watching my reel and she was just like, she like, I love your reel every step except that one scene. And it just like made me think I was like, dang, I ain't even would have thought about like 
how she would look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Holy crap, man. That's deep, bro. That yeah. is. So I'd rather keep it lighthearted if I can, but I can give you the deep. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we get deep, deep. It's hard to get up out of that thing. You know, like they, I mean, you, the, the immediate example that pops in my head is Heath Ledger, right? You know, after doing the Joker, you know, I mean, that just made him, yeah. you know, God, bless, God rest the man's soul. But I mean, shit, you know? Yeah. One of my actor friends said something on set the other day. And he was like, your body doesn't know that you're acting. Mm. And I was like, dang, I never really thought about it like that. But it's like, that's an interesting point of view. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's like, your nervous system, he's like, your nervous system is going to react how it reacts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, wow. That, I, yeah, that's incredible. I would have never thought that, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- so, and then like this most recent project, working with the guys that I've been working on, like J. Alphonse is like super on fire, right? Like I'm, I feel like I'm warming up, but he's like, I'm watching the guy that's like freaking coals on the flame right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's, cause he's on that show P Valley and he's just, they just loving him right now. But then also working with Lawrence Fishburne and just watching how this guy moves and works. Uh, man, it's been real special. Uh, this last, this last Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I, actually, I, w- I want you to hold up on that because I okay, want to okay. get to that later. So, um, so, so, so you did obviously the Nickelodeon. You've done a bunch of other stuff. What is going to be the next thing? And I know it's just days away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will. I can still give Nickelodeon some more love because I like I, a lot of people. Sometimes people try to brush over it and they think like. Oh, because it's a kid's thing or whatever. Like, nah, that Nickelodeon stuff was serious. Mm. Like, it was serious in the fact of the numbers, the viewership, the amount of people, the the widespreadness of it. Like, people, I have fans from all over, every corner of the world. Yeah, globally. Because Nickelodeon, based on their Viacom deal, kind of touches almost everywhere on Earth. So Mm. these kids hit me up from Brazil, Sweden. Nigeria is Nigeria loves Nickelodeon apparently. That's insane, <laughs> yeah. Dude. That's yeah. Insane. You know, I took a trip to Germany and I went to the Nickelodeon offices in Germany. I went to the Nickelodeon offices in Amsterdam. You know what I'm saying? They put me in the Nickelodeon magazine in Amsterdam. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know that we actually really did a great job of connecting the dots, but it really put me in a global atmosphere global arena as an entertainer for sure and kel kel's a super cool dude kel Kel is so talented sometimes like kel would he would remind me of so many different people at different times like he would do something he's like yo that's eddie murphy right there he would do something like oh that's martin lawrence or he would do something i'm like yo that's chris farley vibes right like the guy's like so talented but he can sing he can rap he can dance i mean he can do stand up the crazy thing is, re- realistically, out of every show on Nickelodeon, um, Kel is a legend in the game when it comes to that. Kel's been doing it. I- I've been. Wa- I was watching Keenan and Kel at like, oh yeah, twelve years old, man. Sure. So yeah. like, the fact that he's still like relevant on Nickelodeon, that like, can had that long run or came back yeah. like like that is is crazy. Yeah. So for me, watching somebody in their second act. 
because he had the first act. And he was doing things throughout the time, but being back in the spotlight, back in Nickelodeon, and just seeing his, how he approached work and, like, the fun that he was having and the energy. I studied him. I watched him. I paid attention to his moves. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, a lot of people don't get that opportunity to be back in the mix. You know what I'm saying? 10 years after, you know, a kind of 10-year hiatus yeah, from, like, sure. you know, proper limelight or whatever the case may be, yeah. right? And I'm just looking at this success that he's having, and I'm looking at his demeanor, and, and I'm like, I understand how he's able, how he was able to do it, because he's super talented, but also how he was treating people and the love that he was showing. He showed a lot of love to me and everybody else that was on that set, and he was happy to be there, and that was dope. Heck yeah, man. That's sick. I got I to gotta say something. You know that you made it. You know you, know you made it. When somebody, when, when if you Google your name, one of the first pictures that pops up is you with LeBron, right? <laughs> that's, that's, you, know, you know you're on a next level when, you, when, when there's a picture of you and LeBron together. What, yeah, you know, how, where? That, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's just craziness, yeah, you know. Tell us about that. <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah, I mean, I am synonymous with LeBron James, <laughs> honestly, to this point in the time. I'm continuing to work to like um, eclipse that, but you know, what I mean, it is what it is, and I can't knock it because. Like LeBron is like he just passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's score. Yeah, no. Yeah, LeBron is LeBron James. So like, (laughs) to me, I don't even know. I I still kind of like don't really understand exactly what that even means because I did it for eleven years. But for me, I was doing my job. You know what I mean? Like, but I also like at times of my career, I felt like I've underachieved. Like in my basketball career, right? I felt like I underachieved. Right, even though like I'm still doing basketball related things to this day, but I just you know, I should have been in the NBA, should have been doing some other things, right? Um, this is how I feel about basketball at times. So uh to be like considered like the second LeBron or like LeBron two point at times used to like kind of aggravate me because I just felt like I'm just, like, way better than that, like, as far as, like, overall talent and everything. Like, I'm not, like, the second anybody. I'm the – you know what I'm saying? I'm Sheldon Bailey, and I'm originally Mm -hmm. unique. And I was, like – and at the time, especially early on, I I honestly believed in my mind, like, I could give LeBron a run for his money. Like, period. You know what I mean? That's just just, just how I thought and just where I was at. Um, So I liked the job. The job was dope. It put me in an environment with so many people. I made a good amount of money with it. Um, tell us, but tell I us, always kind of was like, got to tell the fans what, what it was yeah, tell, yeah. just what so they mean? know. Everybody's cause, dying to know. Cause, Everybody's dying to know. Yeah. Cause we know what, what, what you're referring to, yeah. but, um, but, um, you got to tell everyone else. We were the project or what? Just in general, what are we talking about? Just the job. No. What, so, what was the, just, yeah, what the job was? So like the, what the job, you were LeBron. Oh, got it. All right, got it. <laughs> the job. So the job was to be LeBron's body double and stand in. Unbelievable. Right? So, I mean, hey, kudos to me for being in physical 
shape to be presented as like LeBron, Wait, well, you know? Well, kudos, yes. Yeah, I mean, bro, <laughs> this is LeBron we're talking about, man. I just want to, like, hey, shit. this is how everybody else look at it. I, to me, I'm like, I did a job with LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, whatever. So, but, um, yeah, so what, so what you do is, so you have stand-ins and you have body doubles. So sometimes my body double work would incorporate stand-in work. So this means that they prep everything with me, right? So you get all your lighting angles and everything, your camera angles, all your stuff together with me. So usually it's like when I, if I would work with Nike, we would go in a prep day before they would probably have multiple different sets set up and they may have one or more body double stand-ins, if you will. Um, technically, the body double part is whenever your actual body appears on camera as this person's likeness, right? Oh, okay. the stand, that, yeah. So amazing. I would do both. It's amazing. So let's say like we did a commercial in Cleveland, and it was LeBron doing different like he's like he's on the move and he's talking, but he's like working out with his trainer and doing these different things, right? And it goes flow seamlessly, right? So I had to rehearse that and rehearse that. So then when it's, then they get everything right. And so then when LeBron comes, boom, LeBron does it. Now, if there's additional shots, like you want to see an insert of LeBron's hand picking up the weight, right? But you didn't have time to really set up and get that exact shot. You'll get that with me and that'll be my hand picking up these weights. Or do you want to get a good shot of, let's say in the Kia commercial, they really wanted to highlight the, 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 um, the valet guy catching the keys, right? So I walk past camera, so you see my body cross the thing, and then I throw the guy the keys, and he catches the keys for me or whatever. So it's basically, I feel like, acting like utility work, pretty much. The things that you want in your shot, you need in your shot, but you don't really necessarily have the time or budget or, or even have – you don't have the time with LeBron or the money to have LeBron do it, honestly. that's crazy man so i did a bunch of those i did a bunch of those like 30 i did like 30 of them over like 11 years like 30 something these projects you did space jam too i did space jam so i i i was the guy that created the basketball scenes from scratch first day first talent um put on a I was LeBron versus the, you know, with the Looney Tunes versus the Monstars. They had a concept that they wanted to pitch, so they brought me in, and I worked it out from scratch with the camera angles and the graphic people and the the cartoonists and shit, and we put it all together. And, yeah, that was me. Uh, So we did that. And at that time, there was a, a fictional character that they wanted to put in the project. And so I went up against this fictional character that I guess they wanted to pitch or whatever the case may be. They wound up changing it later. Um, but yeah, I was the first, I was, I was the guy. So with all these basketball scenes, like, you know, I was LeBron in the gym, you know what I mean? Building these scenes up with the camera guys, with the basketball coordinators, with other extras and, you know, like guys, people that were playing like the Looney Tunes or whatever, but then you had like the body doubles, so like the Diana Taurasi person or like the Clay Thompson person, 
You know what I'm saying? The AD person, like, we all were working together, and I worked as LeBron in order to create the basketball scenes, what you saw that came out in the movies. That's freaking incredible. That's crazy. Unbelievable, man. So so you got a new, another basketball scene coming up. A big one. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I've had a pretty successful run with like one-on-one basketball mm-hmm. so i've won one-on-one basketball competitions and championships and like competed on the world stage in basketball at all levels honestly one-on-one three-on-three five-on-five uh but i get to portray a character that's very similar to myself which is so weird and like <laughs> awesome at the same time hey, well playing? because <laughs> i've literally won one-on-one basketball championships at Venice Beach. And then I get high, and I'm Big Shell, and I get hired to play Big Dre, the one-on-one basketball champion at Venice Beach. And it's on Bel Air. It's on the number one TV show. You know, it's over there. And you know what I mean? Like, I I I I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was a big part of growing up for me. That TV show, sure. And so mm-hmm. to be on this show, that's what I'm saying. Like these things coming around full circle. Like okay, being on Nickelodeon later as a grown man, are like who knew that the Fresh Prince of Bel Air would come back? And now look, I'm in the season two premiere <laughs> of it, and I'm doing my thing that I do the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind blowing, man. It really is mind blowing. It's trippy, man. It's so trippy. And I didn't I didn't realize I was gonna be in the trailer and all that. I you know, you show up, you do your best job and doing that. You know what I mean? Then I watched the trailer, my friends was hitting me up, and I was like, What? And I see the trailer, but I didn't even watch the whole thing first. I seen like the snippet and I saw like I was there's like a little piece of me. Whatever. And I was like, Okay, sure. And then so somebody sent it again, but I saw my face as a thumbnail. And I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah. So then I clicked again. I was like, oh. I was like, okay. Will Smith putting your boy out there. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Does, does Jabari got handles or no? He's okay. He's all right, basketball player. He's working on it. I mean, we do use it. They use a double. You know what I'm saying? Like, they use a double for him, especially for the dunks. Uh, but... It all goes. It all. It's all cool. Can you? Yeah. It come. It comes out. It comes out looking. It comes out looking solid. So I got a question. You got to watch. You got to watch the show and see. You know. No doubt. See how it all turns out. I literally <laughs> cannot wait, bro. But I got a question for you. Does uh, does Jabari have skills like Solo? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. My son will be. My son will be him a lot. A lot of times. Out of a lot of times. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, dude, your son. So yeah, you have to talk about solo because I've been on a kick watching the watching these dunks. Like we'll hope in mid game, like bounce the ball off the ground, do like a three six dunk. It's insane. Just, just cause like lift just, thirds, dude. I mean, like unbelievable. Like he's got stilts. He's a lot yeah. smaller. He's a lot smaller than you are, right? Like yeah, how, how yeah. It? I think I mean that. At his age, I, honest, I've been about, I've been a similar size since I'm probably about 14 years old, honestly, bro. Um, like 6'6", six, six, 220 pounds plus since I was 14. So he is a little, she's, I mean, he's 6'2", 190, so he's not a small person. Mm-hmm. He's not my size. 
Um, so I think that's one of the advantages that I did have. But I don't think I had as much like twists and turns in my game. He shoot he shoots the three ball better than I I shot the three ball. Um, I mean the kid is electrifying. You know, it's just guys. He has some things you know that he needs to mature in in the game, and we're working on that um, right now. But he's he's got an immense talent, and not just in basketball either. You know, he's a real chip off the old block, and he's bringing some of his own elements to things too. He's a really talented artist. He can draw, he can paint. Um, I put him in art instruction from the age of five until, oh, okay. to, I mean, to this day, you know, he takes art classes and, um, my son, I, I, I would love, and I, I expect my son to be a serious, um, artist, uh, on the world stage at some point in time. And, uh, he's an actor as well. Uh, he, you'll see him in white men can't jump too. <laughs> and okay. yeah, he's got a scene with Jack Harlow that's gonna be epic. And then uh and I, I and I also he'll have his TV debut this year, also on uh the Sterling Affairs. So uh the kids got it all and uh you know we just continue with both of us to continue to evolve and to be able to bring everything together and you know, really take our household, you know, and, and make you know to global brand levels, honestly. Yeah. How cool how cool is that to have your son on the same show as you? Uh very surreal, but it's something that I've prayed for, something that I always had envisioned. I think we'll do we will do it again and on an even bigger scale for sure. But I mean I'm a, I'm somewhat sentimental and that was definitely a sentimental moment having my director's chair next to my son's director's chair. Wow. On set, and you know, so many people congratulating yeah. us and congratulating me on being a great father and being able to do that for your kid. I think it, what we did right there was very rare. It's very rare that you know, a father actor um, gets to share a scene. You know, what I mean, to share a set with his, you know, his, his son that's an actor as well. So. You know what I mean? We definitely appreciate that and take pride in it for sure. That's incredible. You're uh, trend, it's like you're trending after Will Smith, bro. Right? Seriously. I did, you did, you did, I did, did literally did the same thing. You know, you're just leveling up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I watched all these guys. You know, they, you know, laid a certain blueprint along the way. Uh, Will Smith with his kids. I think Jaden and Willow are amazing talents. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, 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 Somewhat of a Jaden Jaden Smith fan for sure. I definitely uh, root him on for sure. And I mean, there's some projects and music and you know some movies that he's done in the past that I like. I mean, my son was like addicted to Karate Kid. Like he watched Karate Kid so many freaking times. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Does he like Cobra Kai? That's that's a new one. Uh, no, I don't think he really into Cobra Kai. <laughs> but 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 um. The kid on Cobra Kai was on Game Shakers first. Tanner Buchanan. Tanner Buchanan wound up being a superstar on oh, Cobra Kai on Netflix, but he was a recurring character on Nickelodeon first. Cree, the girl, the character that played Babe, was in love with him. He was the older boy that she was crushing on, and he was like the strong, silent type. I got pictures of me and Tanner. Me and Tanner, that was my little homie right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, for real. If Tanner see me, I don't think Tanner, nah, Tanner probably would have front on me because me and Tanner used to kick it. That was my guy. <laughs> oh, I know he'd have blown up now and he he a, like international heartthrob, but 
Before that, <laughs> he was my Nickelodeon homie. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so, um, so talk about Sterling affairs, right? So explain to us a little bit about Sterling affairs. Like what, what, um, what is it exactly? The Sterling affairs is the recreated events of Donald Sterling losing the LA Clippers for being, getting caught up in a racist rant. Yep. Pretty much. Yep, and so it dives into that world, the world of the L.A. billionaires, mm-hmm. the world of professional sports, race, sex, controversy, the media, and all the back dealings that, you know what I'm saying, took place and transpired with that situation. And what character are you playing, brother? I played DeAndre Jordan. Woo! DeAndre Jordan, the defensive player of the year, the rebound champion, and the outspoken player Mm -hmm. that wanted to boycott. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I remember that like it was yesterday. Like I'm I'm a huge, huge J.J. Redick fan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not only only for his his shooting, but because, I mean, like he wasn't very athletic right, right here, you know? But like his his like his jumper was lethal. But his podcast, by the way, is sick as shit too. But I remember I, I remember vividly what 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 they they laid down was it was it the jerseys at at half at center court or the, the warm ups the warm ups yeah the warm ups. Well, I think people are really if you love JJ Reddick, I I believe my my buddy Charlie McIlvain who plays JJ Reddick does a really good job of embodying J.J. Reddick. And with J.J. Reddick being a white basketball player, J.J. Reddick, from my understanding and from our presentation of him, mm-hmm. like, he was he was down with his brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever y'all want to do, I want to do it too. Yep. And I'm and I, like, if that's how, and I, and, but I totally believe you because that's just seeing how, how J.J. is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think that comes off really dope that JJ is really rocking with the bros. Um, yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell us a little bit about the, about the cast. Like, uh, obviously, there, there, there's some big names on, on the show with you as well. Um, yeah. Ed O'Neill plays Donald Sterling, and I think people are going to wow. really love it. It's very... Uh, it's just so creepy and cringy and hilarious and brilliant all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Al Bundy. Is, Al Bundy. Al Bundy you know, is I mean, Sterling. Seriously. Yeah. And O'Neill out here still, he getting, he's still getting it done in a major way. Uh, and then, I mean, the big dog is Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Morpheus. Like, that's my guy. You know what I mean? I like, it is really surreal working with Lawrence Fishburne and being buddies with Lawrence Fishburne and like you know just Lawrence Fishburne just you know like you get you get used to it. Lawrence Fishburne that's the homie like that's like but it's weird too because like he is but then like you always want to treat him like with like this freaking like certain level of like high level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I just want to call Lawrence Fishburne sir. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't like certain things. I just, I don't say it like I wouldn't say to him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I feel compelled to talk to Lawrence Fishburne on a more elevated way yeah, Shell, well, or whatever. questions you got to ask him is, hey, but, look, if he had the chance, would he have taken the blue pill or the red pill? That's what I want to know. You know, like, would he have stayed in the Matrix or would he have, ele- you know, you know what would what would his choice have been? Uh, probably would have stayed. Yeah. It stayed in the fight, fought the system. No doubt. For sure. No, doubt. no this guy's he's, he's, he's brilliant, man. And, but he's also, he's, he's a down to earth dude, but he also carries himself, you know what I'm saying? Definitely that demands, a, you know, certain sense of respect. Um, but then sometimes he just, you know, he's, just, you know, we just out there just shooting the shit and it's just all, it's all good. Like he'll make you, make you feel comfortable, but you know, he's just going, it's like, he's just going to respect him. Period, but like it's that I really feel like it's my buddy. Like that's you know what I'm saying. Like that's that's a friend at this point in time. Um, and you know because you know you see, when you see people in like vulnerable spaces and things like that, you get it like a different sense of like who they are and they the humanity of them uh, and things like that. But still, watching him work is amazing. You know, like for me, that's the most that out of all that's the most like I'm like I'm watching him work like. Watching his moves, like how Lawrence moved. Oh, you know, I've, I noticed Lawrence Fishburne was very patient mm. and calm. Like, if we were 12 hours on set, he might be over here reading this book, chilling, waiting for his time. You know what I'm saying? I've never really seen him too much get out of character too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was like, man, this got to be like freaking TV show, like number like 500, like yeah. movie day, like number <laughs> like 1500. It's just like, it still look like he's enjoying the process and appreciating the time and like respecting the time and the money that goes into it. And, you know, I see some of us early in our careers, you know what I mean? We eager to get out of here. We complaining and all that. I'm looking at Lawrence Fishburne like, he's stoic over here, just chilling and shit. I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm straight. <laughs> it's like he's literally, he's still enjoying it, you know, which What's, I mean, So like working a scene with Lawrence Fishburne, like how? Tell me, like the feeling, like the like yeah. you're. I know you you're a pro at this. You've been doing this for forever. But you have guys like Lawrence Fish. Like, does your heart start racing? Your adrenaline kick in? Like, give me, give me your expression. Well, it's something I'm conscious of for sure. Mm. The gravity of it that because as an actor, you there's always new challenges, and I'm like. I mean, I work with a lot of guys. Like, I worked with LeBron, but LeBron isn't Lawrence Fishburne in acting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I, I mean, for me, I think this is this, this is the biggest, the biggest or the greatest actor that I've had to share one-on-one scenes with. You know what I'm saying? I'm reading the script. I'm like, DeAndre and Doc Rivers. I'm like, yo, that's just me and Lawrence right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's just me and L. Like, oh, shoot. I'm like, bro, like, you know what I mean? And, they, and it's a few of those. So I'm just like, man. So, you know, the day before, you know, I'm like, man, I got, you know, I got my one-on-one scene with Lawrence Fishburne. Now, I, you know, that thing was circled on the calendar right there. Sure. You know what I mean? The first day that I got to go one-on-one with him. And then so you just, you know, it's one of those opportunities to test your mettle. But I don't really get nervous too much too often anymore. Um, I had this one thing. I was doing a LeBron commercial and it was my first time driving on camera. And we had a lot of extras 
had like 300 extras and we were at the C and we were in front of the CAA building, right? I'm in the custom fitted Tom Ford suit. I'm in the Gucci shoes, everything. I'm in the brand new K900 and I get in the car and I sit there and I close the door and like everything is kind of, all that noise and everything is kind of drowned out. It's me in the car and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> 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 What is going what on? What the fuck is going on in my <laughs> I was world like, right bro, now, you know? <laughs> I'm about to drive this car up, and everybody's going to be watching me. <laughs> and I got to get out the car, and I got to be LeBron James right now. I'm like, dude. But it's like, what you going to do? You going to run away, or you going to do yeah. your job? Yo, that's what that was one of those moments I'm like, yeah. this, is what I've been, this is what I work towards. This is, you know what I'm saying? I found comfort in that. This is what I've worked towards. I deserve this. Mm -hmm. This belongs to me. I'm going to own it. Let's do the job, Shell. Let's go. And after that, I push it all out. They got poor. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Shell, you got us? Shell, can you hear us? Check one, two. Did we lose them? There you no, go. I'm here. There you are. Yeah, we, 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 we it froze oh, yeah, up the there power, for Oh, yeah, the second. power is, like, tripping right now. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's glitching. I don't know. But anyways, I'm still here. Nice. There we go. All right. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so, the yeah, power come on and off there. All right. All right. Ladies All right. and Ladies and gentlemen, power goes when the power goes off, the show must go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, but um, yeah, Sheldon, I have to say, um, you know, I, I I thought I knew, but I had no idea. Like you embody everything that I think that people ought to aspire to be more like, bro. You know, and I mean that in. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being 150% sincere when I say um, I can see why your son is leveling up the way that he is because he's a reflection of, of, of all the things that you're doing. And you haven't even started yet, bud. I mean, that's the, that's the exciting thing for me. Like, I'm an over-the-hill 45-year-old guy, but, like, watching, watching you know, men like you and the trajectory that you're on and the things that you're going to accomplish – let alone all the things that you've already done is just like, yo, ladies and gentlemen, um, replay of, on weareinfinityx.com, Spotify, YouTube, um, we are Infinity X YouTube. You're going to remember this episode, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to remember the name Sheldon Bailey. Pay attention. Yeah. Stay tuned because where this brother is going is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind blowing, and it's. it's I appreciate it, of course, brother. And you know, having the opportunity to spend some time with you this uh, this evening on Valentine's Day, no less, right? I mean, thank I I I can't. I'm humbled, honored um, to call you my new friend, and um, to have been able to listen to your journey of of pure excellence and and where you're going is just it's it's unbelievable. Dave, I'll let you uh, uh, I'll let you take us out, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Shell, man, thanks so much for hopping on, dude. And um, like I tell you all the time, like I, I, I saw it from day one. I, I know I know the potential. I know where you're going. And I do know um, from the bottom of my heart as a friend that you will make it not will make it. You're already there, but you're going to be at a place that that 
like I see you as the next Michael Jordan of acting eventually. And I'm glad that well, we got we uh, got you now. I appreciate that. There is kind of a Michael B. Jordan of acting here right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, hey, and in my mind, I'm on his heels right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I keep seeing Jonathan Majors. I'm like, son, I'm right here. I'm coming for y'all. Yeah, like, yo, if there's, and a, creed, six, if there's a Creed 4, I, bro, you got to take his ass out, right? You know? Hey, you know what I mean? And the difference is, the difference is I'm 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Night, night. So, yeah, all my Hollywood buddies, watch out. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, all right. right. It was a pleasure, man. This was a good time. I'm glad, I'm glad we sure. got I made this happen and um, all right y'all send me future, clips all right no question, I'll see. No question all right. about it ladies and gentlemen i can't thank you enough for spending some time with us this evening this has been sheldon bailey and young gray my new partner we are infinity x is changing the game stay tuned for what sheldon bailey is up to stay tuned for what we are up to and if you want to follow us continue to follow us we are infinity x on youtube we are Infinity X on Instagram. We are Infinity X on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And of course, replay we are We'll see you on the next episode.